Hey, it's Leah. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to tell you about this other show called Stuff the British Stole. It's from CBC Podcast and Australia Radio National, and it's got all the story elements I love. It's got colonial theft. It's got museums denying that theft. It's got intrigue. It's got jokes by Australians. Join host Mark Fresnel as he picks one artifact and takes you on the wild, evocative, sometimes funny, and often tragic adventure of how it got to where it is today. Check it out on the same thing that you're listening to this on or on CBC Listen. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, Secret Life of Canada listeners. This is the sixth and final episode of CBC Podcast Porter Primers. This series of short explainers was inspired by the new TV show called The Porter. It's an original series from CBC and BET Plus, based on the real history of black sleeping car porters in 1920s Montreal. By now you know that this is Porter History 101 with Dr. Dorothy Williams. So we've learned why it is that porters were key to the popularity of jazz in this country, how porters fought to be unionized, and so much more. And in this final episode, Dr. Williams tells us how black porters pushed against anti-black immigration policy and helped to change the very makeup of Canada as we know it today. Operator, connect me to the immigration minister. Scott, my dear friend, how's Alice? Listen, I'm calling with a delicate matter. It seems uh, a few of the porters you helped me bring in had some rotten apples in the bunch. Porters had a significant impact in immigration in Canada because of their own desire to open up the borders, to bring their families into this country. They had the ear of the politician, the traveling politician. They lobbied. They got to know them. It made it easier for them to target in their advocacy and uh, their political campaigns to remind them during elections or just before elections that they needed to consider opening up the border to remove their Negrophobia and their anti-Black restrictions that they had that were built into the immigration uh, system since before the turn of the century. This continent belongs to the white races. This whole idea that blacks can't stand the cold or uh, that blacks um, are undesirable Canadians or that they want to keep Canada white. That the white race must preserve this country for their children. That Canada should remain a white man's country is believed to be not only desirable for economic and social reasons, but highly necessary on political and national grounds. Being a porter, they showed shift after shift to these politicians that they can be good functioning citizens and that they have the right, they're contributing to the country and the importance of the trains and the railways because the trains were the number one industry at that time. And why should they be without their families? Why should the rules be against them? Skewed in favor of the white European immigrant versus those that are British citizens, British subjects from Barbados or Jamaica or wherever. And that message, I think, started to get through. 
we know it started to get through because these same politicians began to see the rightness of changing Canadian immigration policy. And of course, at the same time, they were getting pushed by Canadian business that wanted to expand and grow in countries that were flying the British flag, places like Barbados, Jamaica. But they also knew that because they were black majority countries, that the federal government was really hesitating. And something had to give because you couldn't have one without the other. And uh, these countries basically said, we're not going to open ourselves up. You don't want us there. Why should you be here? <laughs> I mean, I said it in a much more diplomatic way, but the idea was that Canada wanted to play one without the other. It was like, no, let's play ball together. Open up your immigration to blacks, and we will then consider opening up our countries to Canadian banks and Canadian mining companies and the like. By 1954, that was started to be put in place with the beginning of the domestic scheme. From there, from that particular scheme and also the concomitant opening uh, of sponsoring other blacks into the country, we have the black population we have today. So the demographics of the country changed within about 10, 15 years, totally radical from where it had been before. A lot of that could be put on the shoulders of the porters, the black porters. Porter Primers is produced by Melissa Fundira with mixing by Braden Alexander. Tina Verma is senior producer and Arif Narani is the director of CBC Podcasts. All of the clips that you hear in Porter Primers come from the new original series, The Porter, produced by CBC Television and BET+. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.